As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to a special edition of the Athletic NBA Show, live from the in-season tournament in Las Vegas. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck, with me. I've got my guy, Eric Name. Eric, we aren't going to talk about your team yet. Okay. We're not going to talk about the Bucks yet. We're going right. to talk about this Lakers-Pelicans game, and it wasn't much of a game. Uh, honestly, kind of sad. 133-89. The Lakers were amazing. You could tell the Lakers really wanted this one. And uh, the Pelicans just shot the ball horrifically. Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny. Like, I was working on my story back in the hallways, running around, trying to, you know, figure out everything that's going on with the Bucks post game. And by the time I sat down, started writing, I look and the Lakers are up 20. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, I guess this isn't going to be much of a game. And I mean, it, it really was when you look back on kind of everything that they were doing. LeBron was just ridiculous. Yeah. Like he, you can tell he's, he's really locked in. Uh, you know, the other day, Giannis had jokes like, you know, whoever gets this is clearly better than Michael Jordan and Larry Bird and <laughs> right. Will Chamberlain because they don't have an in season tournament championship. Uh, I don't know if, if LeBron believes the same thing that Giannis joked about, but, right. uh, he certainly seemed motivated. Uh, he did. He put on a show too. He only played 23 minutes, but in that time, he had some dunks. He had this heat check three that just lit the entire arena on fire. That was really fun. But those are probably the most fun moments of the game. The, the third quarter, the Lakers outscored the Pelicans 43 to 17. And that was the game. Uh, so we will see the Lakers in the finals on Saturday. Let's, let's go to the most interesting game though, because the, the Bucks Pacers game was nip and tuck up until like the, toward the end of the fourth quarter. And it was really Tyrese Alliburton, man, who was amazing. 27, 7, 15, zero turnovers, tons of basketball joy just emanating from him. Uh, just a spectacular performance. I mean, he's just a really special player. Yeah. Um, I, I For some people, I guess this would be their first time kind of realizing it. Um, I've now gotten to see him kind of do stuff like this twice to the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh so I've gotten to see it in person a couple times and I, I don't know. It's just really fun. I know 
you know, Rick Carlisle before the game um, had kind of said like, hey, we don't view this as a coming out party. Like, we just view this as an opportunity. We know how good Tyrese is. Uh, and that's nice, but it is. It is a it, coming out party. This is, is like everyone getting to find out just how good Tyrese Halliburton is. And I, I mean, sometimes I don't always love the the basketball reference. Let's find a filter and make sure that we create this crazy stat kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you're not working that hard on 25 points, 15 rebounds or 15 assists, excuse me, and zero turnovers. You're not yeah. working that hard. Those are, are, are pretty normal, just numbers that you can type in there. He's done it three times this season. No one else has done it more than once. Wow. Like that's, that's crazy. Like that it's just crazy. think about the ways that Jokic dominates games. Uh, this is what you're seeing, except he's a point guard that races up and down the floor. Um, after the game, Giannis was talking about how, you know, he is their pace. He's he's the one that races it up and down the floor. But then when the Bucks go to a zone in the second half, he's the one that slows them down mm-hmm. and makes sure that they get good they get a good shot. And it's just kind of amazing to watch him exert that much control over a game, and especially a game in which Damian Lillard's on the other side and Giannis Dedekumbo's on the other side. Yeah. Th- those are two guys that have done that themselves for over a decade uh, at this point, obviously not on the same team in different places, but those are the types of players they are. And tonight here in Las Vegas, it was Halliburton that was yeah. in total control of that game. He was. And I, I love the construction of their starting lineup. And it'll, it's only been their starting lineup for the last thing, eight games because they... Uh, put Mathern to the bench, but Buddy Heald spacing the floor, Miles Turner spacing the floor, and then Bruce Brown, who can kind of do a little bit of everything, not necessarily a floor spacer, but he can pass and rebound, defend, everything. And then Obi Toppin shot the ball well, and then also just a guy that can go get anything. He had that reverse yeah, dunk. That was crazy. <laughs> that was so not. I mean, there aren't that many guys that can go up and get that. And you're like, oh, like it felt like it was going to be a turnover. It felt like it was going to be. And it wasn't because it's Obi Toppin. It's kind of perfect for him because you have like the mega athlete. You got the shooters. You, you have just enough defense. I feel like they got just enough stops <laughs> in this game. Yeah, uh, They're not a great defense, but they got just enough down the stretch that they were able to pull this one out. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's kind of the same way. I mean, it's nice that I guess that Bruce Brown's on the team because uh, I don't. I, I guess I'm going all in on this Jokic kind of Halliburton thing. Yeah. But you know, Halliburton just makes all these guys so much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy like in Obi Toppin that okay, well, how do you use this guy that you know can kind of shoot corner threes? He's athletic. Okay, well, what if we get the we get him to play with the best kick ahead passer in the league, a great lob thrower, someone that can find him in the corners and yep. create for him. Oh, Bruce Brown, he's kind of a weird fit. How's that going to work? Okay, well, he'll just use him in the pick and roll and in the mm-hmm. short roll, and he'll find different ways to to use him. And you just kind of go up and down the roster. And there's so... Halliburton's fingerprints are just all over it. And it kind of leads to this amazing thing where, you know, there's all these guys that they've been good other places that maybe they've been traded from other teams and you're not sure how it's going to work. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, yeah, now it, it all makes sense. It all works. And and that guy, Halliburton, is the reason why it all works. Yeah. And then aside from that, and Rick Carlisle mentioned this after the game, that one of the biggest differences was the bench from the Pacers. 
contributions from literally everybody. Isaiah Jackson with 11 points and six boards. I thought TJ McConnell was like crazy effective in 11 minutes. He was just everywhere. He had three steals, four assists, and nine points in 11 minutes. Uh, Andrew Nimhard, who had, who left the game with an injury, contributed. Uh, Ben Matherin. I mean, they just got contributions up and down their bench. And then you look over at the Bucks and they just didn't get a whole lot of production from their bench. Yeah, that was something Giannis mentioned in his post game. He said, you know, you look at the box score and I can't remember the exact numbers, what it was like 43 to 13 or 14 or something like that. But he said, you know, the bench got their butts kicked tonight. That's just yep. kind of kind of how it went. And it to me, it wasn't just necessarily that they scored points or anything like that with the Pacers bench. I thought Nevhart was the one that kind of settled their offense down when the Bucks went to that zone in the third quarter. It, mm-hmm. it really did flummox the Pacers for like three or four minutes yep. where they, they weren't quite sure what to do. The Bucks got back in it as Dame Lillard got hot uh, from the three-point line. And then Nebhart came in and, you know, just kind of made the right play, found his way through the zone and made some plays. And then McConnell, it just felt like had that energy oh, yeah. that, you know, it, maybe when the Bucks punch back, take the lead, all of a sudden, maybe the Bucks can run away with this in the fourth quarter. And instead, McConnell makes some plays and, and keeps the Pacers in it. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a, a complete team win. Um, and when you look at these two rosters, uh if you're thinking of a complete team win, uh, you know, con- contributions up and down the roster, you're thinking the Bucks would do something like that. You, yeah. you look at the the all-stars on that team and kind of what they've been able to do. You wouldn't think of the Pacers as the team that are able to do it. And it, it was, to me, just a really impressive performance. And as we're talking about the in-season tournament and whether this matters, uh, this is why it matters. Like yep. a, a young up-and-coming team getting the ch- getting the chance to show the world Hey, this is what we can do. The Pacers have beat the Sixers, the Celtics, the Bucks, and now they are going to have a chance on on Saturday to beat the Lakers. And you can say whatever you want about those teams, what kind of uh, shape they were in from an injury perspective, whatever. You can say whatever you want about those teams. Those are four teams that matter in this league, and the Pacers have a chance to to knock them out. And that's all because of the in season tournament, uh, and they can make a statement twenty games into the season. The Bucks really seem to care about this. Yeah, I mean, I, I I popped into the locker room post game just to like see like what's the vibe? Do, be, do they even care? Yeah, are they bebopping around? No, like it was pretty despondent when I was in there, and like the only thing that was said the whole time I popped in there for a few minutes just to I really didn't have any intention of talking to anybody. I just wanted to like catch the vibe that was in there, and the only question that was asked was from Thanasis who asked, "Wait, did this count for the regular season?" <laughs> and then. Some, I think uh, Robin Lopez was like, yeah. And then like the it just ticked down even further right. <laughs> after that. Yeah. I was like, oh, like they were really bummed about this. Yeah, I mean, this is a Bucks team that despite their record, right? They're 15 and 6 coming into this game, now 15 and 7. Um, they've been near the top of the Eastern Conference throughout the season. Uh, this is a team that doesn't really like the way that they're playing basketball right now. Yeah, um, They've been able to win a number of games because they've been really good in the clutch. Uh, Damian Lillard's done his thing. Giannis has had some moments. Chris Middleton's had some moments. Brooke Lopez had some moments. And they've won these close games, but they haven't been very good defensively. Mm-hmm. And they've been great defensively for five years. Offensively, you know, I wrote about it a little bit today at The Athletic about how Giannis and Dame haven't quite figured out their pick-and-roll game yep. and, and that chemistry. And, and I think everything has just been 
a little bit harder than they were hoping it was going to be on both sides of the ball. Even though, again, they, they have put together a, a 15 and 7 record and they got themselves to the semifinals of the in season tournament. Yeah. So, like, there are things that are going quote unquote right. Uh, but this is a team that just hasn't really enjoyed the basketball uh, that they've been playing thus far. Uh, and I think that's kind of showed shown all season long when they've lost games like when, when they lose it, it really hurts because they're kind of searching for those answers yeah and, and to that it was reported by chris haynes that the that bucks forward bobby portis passionately challenged head coach adrian griffin and teammates in the locker room after being eliminated by the pacers in the in-season tournament part of me just thinks like yeah, like Bobby Portis is a pretty passionate guy. Yes. Like he he's it's well documented yeah. <laughs> that he's a passionate guy. And you know, you would kind of hope that if they did care about it, that like somebody would be a little bit upset. This is a this is a first year head coach, Nathan yeah. Griffin, who is supposed to be the architect of the offense and the defense yep. that both have had like interesting moments this season. And so I don't know. This this to me feels a little bit like a non story. I don't know your thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think one thing that we saw throughout the the post game portion of tonight's proceedings from the Bucks was to me it really comes down to a single play. Or I shouldn't say a single play, there's two plays in a row. Uh you have a tip in by Miles Turner. Uh, to put the Pacers up three. Mm -hmm. uh, you have that play. The Bucks had used the zone the whole second half to try to get themselves in it. Yep. And then all of a sudden in that zone, Brooke Lopez has to help a little bit. And because of those awkward spaces in a zone, Miles Turner is able to slip in just inside of Giannis Dedekumbo, tips it in, Pacers go up three. Uh, and then with about 210 left, Chris Middleton is bringing the ball up the floor. He brings it up the left side. Uh, as he's bringing it up the floor, you can see him point dame in a in a certain direction so he points him over to the right side of the floor uh and then after looking at Giannis on the left block he tries to find dame over on the right side and instead bruce brown pokes out the pass goes the other way misses it but they get the rebound immediately go up five and that to me kind of felt like where the game slipped away it's just a tip-in that takes it from a one-point game to a three-point game, and then a steal takes it from a three-point game to a five-point game. Yep. And after the game, kind of what we heard was, you know, Chris Middleton taking responsibility and saying, hey, I have to be better in that moment. I have to be stronger with the ball. Mm -hmm. I have to give Dame a better chance to, to get where he wants to go. But Dame mentioned the fact that he didn't feel like they were very organized. He didn't know what they were going to do on that play. Now, looking back on it, he understands, like, Okay, Chris wanted me to to get on top of Bruce Brown, get the ball, run a step up screen with Brooke Lopez. Like he understood that in hindsight, but yeah. in the moment he didn't see it. And you you have a steal in in a moment where the Bucks have been so good in the clutch this season, and that was a moment where they just weren't on the same page. And when you talk to Giannis Antetokounmpo after the game, one word that kept coming up was any variety of organized or organization. Mm -hmm. he, he felt like late in the game, they were not organized on defense. They okay. weren't sure what they were doing, how they were de defending things. Uh, they were giving up transition baskets, something that's been a problem for them this entire season. Teams are running on them like crazy. The Pacers, you mentioned Obi Toppin. Some of those dunks come on him just running faster than everyone down the floor. Isaiah Jackson, uh, who, had, who was in double digits tonight, had a dunk where he just dribbled the ball up the floor. <laughs> yeah, and it was after yeah. a made basket. And 
you're you're seeing organization defensively, but then offensively on that play, they don't they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're trying to do. And Giannis mm-hmm. was complaining about that uh, as well after the game. And to me, that just kind of speaks to all of this that you know the Bucks aren't really clicking on all cylinders at this moment. They're trying to find who they're going to be, how they're going to win games. And again, they've won some games, but they're just not happy right now. And and so uh, while, you, you know, there there's always going to be different descriptions of how things occurred in, in a locker room, but as you said, it wasn't a happy locker room. And, no. and, and I don't think it was a happy uh, post-game press conference from any of those guys. And, and I think that just kind of shows you where the Bucks are right now as they're trying to figure some things out. They'll have a couple of days off now before they get back at it on Monday. Uh, so they'll have a little bit of time to think it all all through. But yeah, the, even though they have been winning 15 and 7, they, they do still have a lot to think about and, and they want to improve quite a bit before this season comes to an end and, and they try to make a playoff run. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I think that we a lot of times think about these teams all, like 2K teams or fantasy teams like <laughs> right. where we can just like plug in Damian Lillard, and it's like, oh, of course, like we know what the potential could be. But missing Drew Holiday, yeah, it's like a, it's a huge deal. I mean, he's such a smart offensive and defensive player. We're talking about like organization. Like he helped organize both for the Bucks over the years, and so to take that piece out and bring in Dame, who obviously can organize an offense sure. unto himself, but he plays differently than Drew did. So Giannis is having to figure out how he plays. I mean, it's just, it takes time is kind of my point. Yeah, so this is, it's a big transition. We're only a quarter away through the season. I feel like you do learn a lot through the first quarter of the season, but things can also change quite a bit from here through the rest of the season. So I just, I like just caution people on, making big proclamations about things quarter of the way through the season. Yeah. I mean, I think that's quarter of the way through the season. Some trends start to stabilize, uh, but with a team that has changed so much, uh, I think this is going to be a a really uh, up and down year. They're going to go through a a lot of changes within the season, Mm -hmm. just trying to figure out who they are because uh, you know, you look at them defensively, uh, it isn't just that it's, you know, Drew Holiday for Damian Miller. You also bring in Malik Beasley, who yeah. isn't quite the defender that Grayson Allen was in sure. the previous year. So now your point of the, of attack defense, which has been a problem for the Bucks all season long, uh, you know, in these games really comes out and, and shows itself. Like they couldn't keep Tyrese Halliburton in front of them. And lots of teams struggle staying in front of Tyrese yeah. Halliburton. I, that's mm. not a a unique problem for the Milwaukee Bucks, but overall it's a problem. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter who the guard has been this year. They haven't been able to keep guards uh, away from the rim. It's very easy to get those kicking those paint touches and then kick outs against the Bucks right now. They are dealing with a a totally different identity. And one thing that Giannis said yesterday uh, during media day here at uh, in Las Vegas for the NCAA tournament was like, we have to be better defensively. Uh, it's cool that we scored 146 points the other night, which they did in the quarterfinals against yeah. the Knicks to advance here. Everything looked pretty awesome <laughs> that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they still gave up 122 points, and that's not how they've won in the past. So there's just a lot. It's a new coach. It's a new identity. It's new personnel. Uh, and, and they're going through a lot of it right now. And and that you know brings tensions up a little bit higher. Uh, and all of that is happening 
while they're trying to win a championship. That is very clearly the stated goal in Milwaukee. That's why Mike Budenholzer got fired yep. after last season. That's why they made the trade for Damian Lillard. Uh, the goal is winning a championship every single year in Milwaukee. Uh, they've been able to do it once. They haven't been able to do it the last two years since then. Uh, and that's just the pressure that builds and builds and builds and tensions get even higher because of it. So it's it's always going to be kind of pressure packed for the Bucks this season. And that's going to be hard for a first-time head coach. And, and they're really going to have to work through some stuff. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondering. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Don- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. So it's Pacers Lakers. Yeah. On Saturday. Should be a fun game. Who you got? I I'm just I'm I'm all in. I'm going Pacers. Yeah. Like let's do it. Like this it clearly means a lot for them. Yeah. Um it's you know, Rick Carlisle keeps talking about opportunities, that these are opportunities for his team. And and they're just I don't want to say there's no greater like final boss, but like if we're talking about you know, like uh, the final boss on a video game. What LeBron James? Hey, doing it for two decades, still going crazy. He looks so good tonight. Still going crazy. <laughs> that is the final boss. Like uh. that is the final boss that you need to win to show that you have gone through this transformation, that you belong, that you should, you know, be in the conversation with the con- other contenders in the Eastern Conference. So yeah, let's go for it. Let Let's say that the Pacers do it, but. I really do believe it. I think they're just really hard for teams to 
to play against right now because no matter what, the Pacers know who they are and how they want to play. Yeah. And and I've seen it a couple times against the Bucks. They don't care how much they're up. They don't care how much they're down. They're going to play the way that they want to play. They're going to put the ball in Tyrese Halliburton's hands and let him make decisions. And that can be discomforting for other teams because you're thinking, hey, we got a 10-point lead. We should feel good right now. And the Pacers are just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't and, matter. And they're down and it doesn't matter. Like, it, no matter what, the Pacers are going to be the Pacers. And, and that's a really scary thing to play against. Yeah. They showed a lot of mental fortitude tonight. Mm-hmm. Being able to take that punch from yeah. the Bucks because it felt like, oh, okay, here come the Bucks. This is like, this is going to be over. Like, right. stop playing around. Like, Giannis is going to take this game from you. And they didn't, they didn't die. Right. But I also just wonder, like, LeBron wants this really bad. He does. LeBron wants this just as much as Tyrese. And so that to me is going to be really fun because, I mean, the Pelicans just stunk tonight. Yeah. Like, they just flat out stunk. And I don't know. You don't want to get into the psychology of it because I don't know these guys. Right. I don't know them that well. But they just played bad. They shot the ball poorly. It could have just been an off night. And that's the thing with the in-season tournament. It's like single elimination. On any given night, you can lay a stinker like this down any any given night. I mean, it happened tonight for the th- Pelicans. I mean, I think this is part of the reason why there's a lot of people. I'm one of them that subscribes to the idea that like the best team is always going to win in the NBA. Yeah, like games, seven game series for four rounds. Mm-hmm. They're going to win. The best team is just that's just how it has to be because you can't fluke your way into a single game. Yeah, you. you or into a seven game series. Seven game, you can yeah. for a one game, but not for a seven game series. Yeah. Now, in season tournament, we haven't seen anything like this. What if the Lakers are extremely hot that night? Okay, then they win. Yeah. What if the Pacers are extremely hot? Who who knows? <laughs> and, and and I think that's obviously what the league was going for. Yeah. This is like a level of excitement that we don't really have a comparison for yeah. in the NBA. This is something that we really haven't seen before. Uh-huh. Um and that's what makes it exciting. And yep. and that's what makes it weird and strange in and just new and fresh. So I'm going to pick the Lakers, okay. if only for this reason, is that it's basically a home game for them. It was loud in here. It's loud. There are so many Lakers fans. Yes. We've been making videos throughout this. We went out like during halftime, and right. we were trying to find non-Lakers fans, and it took us a long time to find <laughs> non-Lakers fans. There are so many Lakers fans. And oh, I wanted to get your opinion, too, on like the start of the game this afternoon yeah. with Pacers Bucks. It was less than half full. Yep. It was weirdly quiet. And it's it's a funny environment uh, for a couple of reasons. One, no one was really cheering after a make for either team, but the PA announcer had to be excited about everybody. Oh, and he <laughs> made was, he was going for it. He was great. He was really going for it. Shout out to that guy. For I, sure. don't, I don't know who he was, but he did a great job. Um but the crowd is really weird. The crowd got better as the game went along. Yeah. But at first you were like, oh, no. Yeah. Like, I mean, what is, what's going on here? The way Damian Lillard described it after the game was like a, a USA basketball crowd where it's like, yeah, there's like kind of happy for everything. Yeah. It's not like they're living and dying yeah. with every shot, but they're like just like excited. Like, this mm-hmm. is fun. Like, these are the best players in the world. I'm having a good time. Um, so it, it is a weird vibe. It, it's not shocking that the late game was better as far as crowds oh, go. Yeah. Easier time to be around. Like it, th- that, this first one started at 2 p.m. 2 p.m. tip is weird. It, it, 
it's just really difficult. Yeah. Uh, and especially not on a weekend. Like right. uh, I've covered plenty of noon games on a Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. It's a little bit more difficult on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're th- really thinking about it, um, I didn't know I was coming to Las Vegas yeah. until 10.30 p.m. on Tuesday. Yeah. And I luckily, yeah. I work for a company that was happy to get me here and cover the games. If you're a Bucks fan or a Pacers fan, how there's no way you, you can't you can't do it if you're you don't and they didn't if you're a lakers fan oh it's pretty easy yeah so we've all been at summer league we've all seen how crazy lakers fans are there mm-hmm. so we knew this was going to be the outcome um and i think the in-season tournament has been an overwhelming success but i do think that is something the league is going to have to grapple with because yeah. if the lakers are not involved this is never happening. Yeah. Like this, this situation where we have a crazy crowd and it's really fun in here. Mm-hmm. It's just not, you're not going to get the same vibe. It, it just can't happen without, I mean, maybe there's another team, but I don't think so. I think it's just the Lakers. Like yeah. that's the only team that could have that big of a fan base that could show up on this short of notice. And, and, and that will be something that, again, I think the in-season tournament has been an overwhelming success. That is something that the league will have to grapple with, and and the early tip time. That's just crazy. Yeah. Like if you were a Bucks fan in Milwaukee, you didn't even try to come to the game. You just watched from home. You had to leave work an hour early. Yeah, like it was a four fifteen start in mm-hmm. Milwaukee. Um, so I don't know that that's something that the league will have to work on going forward. Yeah, yeah. If it's it's like Thunder Pelicans next year, it's it's going to be a tough crowd. It'll be a tough one. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how many people are making the flight from no, OKC or so. New Orleans. I don't think so. And also, there's a lot of Lakers fans that just live in Vegas. Yeah. Too. Of course. Because there's not a team here yeah. yet. And most people just choose to be Lakers fans. For sure. Because they are the Lakers. Yeah. Okay. With that, I'm picking the Lakers because it's a home game for them. Kay. Okay. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in to this edition of the Athletic NBA Show. Go read everything that Eric Name writes, especially what he wrote tonight. Go check it out. Um, we thank you for subscribing. Go to theathletic.com slash NBA show and get the athletic for a discounted rate. Also, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And we'll read it on the show. Hope you guys enjoy the weekend of basketball, the, the championship game on Saturday. We will have a podcast after that as well. Stay locked in. 